where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. The feds are pushing for boosters. Toronto is engaged in booster manipulation. The Canadian Pravda Corporation, formerly known as the CBC, did a hit piece on Ben Shapiro. And a judge has dismissed the challenge brought forward by students from Western University concerning their booster mandate. But not to worry, our weekend review will get you up to date. We interview the founders of Resistance Coffee, another Canadian company supporting freedom and conservative values, a new and delicious sponsor for us here at the Liberty Coalition Canada, like a lovely roast, it will warm your insides. It was also a weekend of protests in Ontario. Whether we were protesting drag story hour at the library or a school justifying an unwell man who wears tight clothes and huge prosthetic breasts while teaching shop class, all we really want to do is save children from a dangerous ideology that inevitably leads to genital mutilation and sterilization. The best part of waking up is liberal tears in your cup. Hmm. Tastes like freedom. It's September 27th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is the Liberty Dispatch. Welcome to the Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. Wherever you're getting our content, whether it be on your favorite podcast catcher or at our Rumble page, Liberty Coalition Canada, or our YouTube channel, Liberty C Canada. It turns out we're no longer suspended, so you can check out some stuff we've posted there recently. Or if you're getting us from the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, flfnetwork.com, or the app that comes along with that network, which you can download on your Google Play or Apple App Stores and get all our content directly on your screen. We just ask that you would interact with that content. Leave us comments, questions, uh, thoughts, uh, you know, s suggestions for upcoming content. Uh, reviews are helpful, too, to, get, to let people know you like the show as well. Also, go over to our website, libertycoalitioncanada.com. You can check out everything we have going on over there, whether it's news and analysis, whether it's uh, various initiatives that we have, like our Christians That Care initiative, where we're getting involved in, in politics, or whether it is our legal advocacy through the Legal Defense Fund. We would encourage you to go over there. At the bottom of the page, you can sign up for our email list, which will help you stay in touch with us, uh, keep up to date with what everything we're doing um, at Liberty Coalition Canada, and it will also make you cancel proof because we can reach out to you directly. Also, at the top of the page, you can please, and we encourage uh, this, go over, give us a donation, help us continue to build, continue to fight the CPC, the Canadian Pravda uh, Corporation, so we can get a voice of freedom and, and values and, and true liberty, right? Living, li living a virtuous life uh, in freedom 
out to the airwaves. So we would really appreciate that. You can also click on the QR or scan the QR code uh, below as well. That that's also another way to get over that donation page. And finally, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can reach out to us directly at info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. That's info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. As I mentioned on the last program, too, if you add mailbag question to that, you can ask us questions that we will then read on air. So we've been so thankful that so many people have reached out to us, and we would encourage you to continue to do that. Our weekend review is brought to you by our newest sponsors here at the Liberty Coalition Canada, and that is Resistance Coffee Company. Are you tired of having leftism rammed down your throat everywhere you turn? Are you frustrated by businesses you support giving money to leftist causes? Why are you buying coffee from companies that hate you and hate your freedoms? Well, Resistance Coffee Company is here for you. Now you can enjoy the wonderful taste of fresh roasted coffee with the knowledge that your money isn't funding the leftist causes you despise. In fact, Resistance Coffee gives 10% of every purchase to organizations that are fighting for the constitutional freedoms of Canadians. Resistance Coffee roasts specialty-grade coffee beans, which means you're getting high-end coffee that is roasted fresh for you, like the delicious Liberal Tears roast that I have in my mug today that has been sustaining me and giving me the fuel I need to fight for freedom. Here, let me try some right now. Yeah. I've got the defund the CBC. I really appreciate it. It's something that must happen in our nation sooner rather than later. And it's delicious. Mm. So please mm. be done with stale grocery store coffee and support Canadian freedoms. Go to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC and join the resistance today. Again, that's resistancecoffee.com slash LCC so they know that we sent you. Absolutely, Andrew. Well, as we like to do when we get back from a weekend off, we like to check out our weekend in review. <music> So first of all, our federal government has used our taxpayer money once again to push government propaganda on us. And the latest installment is an action plan to get your boosters and get updated on your COVID vaccination. COVID-19 vaccines have helped protect us and helped us get back to the things we missed. Over time, that protection fades. Additional doses give you better protection against severe illness and potentially long-term complications. Let's continue to take action. Keep your COVID-19 vaccinations up to date. A message from the Government of Canada. Secondly, along the same lines, what do we see coming out of Toronto? More COVID propaganda. And in this one, they're manipulating children to get their boosters. So much so that they had to pull down this ad that you're about to see. Mom, can you go outside and play with my friends? No, honey. They still have something going around. 
Thirdly, a justice dismisses the Western students booster challenge. And this this story came out. We've been covering this story very closely on the program. But the Ontario Superior Court of Justice has upheld the Western University's controversial booster vaccine mandate. And this comes to us from True North News. On Saturday, Justice Kelly Tranquilli dismissed the challenge by five students and found that Western officials are expressly permitted to govern its affairs, defending their right to impose a mandate even in the absence of provincial mandate. Based upon the broad wording of Western's enabling statute and the process that Western followed in promulgating its COVID-19 vaccination uh, policy. I am satisfied the university has demonstrated that the policy is a lawfully authorized attack, activity, the decision said. That the province no longer requires Western to impose a vaccine mandate or that Western is reportedly the only university in Ontario to impose such a mandate is of no consequence. Western is expressly permitted to govern its affairs according to the decision. And finally, more from our ridiculous uh, Pravda, Canadian Pravda Corporation, the CBC launched a hit piece on the Daily Wire's Ben Shapiro last week that has really led to a maelstrom of controversy. And we want to play a video for you that is essentially their argument to why and conservative commentators like Ben are so dangerous to public discourse. They guess at an age group based on what they're searching for and their other searches. And um, the next thing you know, there are people who want to target their demographic, who start showing them content that becomes more and more you could say racy, you could say edgy, they'll often say edgy, which means pushing the boundaries of what's proper or what's considered respectful. And young boys, adolescents, early teens, they almost crave things that push against their family's values. They, they are super curious about things that are different than what their parents would like. They, you'll often hear them swearing with each other on, on the, you know, at the lunch table. They're, they're trying to figure out what edgy stuff is comfortable for them. Very developmentally typical. But these edgy memes then lead to things that are actually problematic memes that go against many families' values. And that's where I think parents need to start trying to catch their kids before they enter into that world of edgy so they can prepare them. So there you have it, Andrew. Over and over again, we see that our government officials, whether it's judicially or whether it's through media broadcasts, are continuing to ram government pro propaganda and government tyranny down the throats of Canadian citizens. And I just can't help but laugh at the comical nature of a lot of the propaganda that we're we're seeing, especially when we look at those silly commercials that are coming from 
you know, the city of Toronto, which they had to take down that commercial after such wide backlash, uh, using kids as props, which is going to be a theme of our show. Um, the federal government pushing boosters that don't work and are dangerous on people. And then also our ridiculous, uh, Canadian broadcasting network trying to do a hit piece on a mainstream conservative commentator like Ben Shapiro. It just strikes me as absolutely hilarious, but maybe you could give some comments uh, that are deeper than that analysis. Well, the fact that someone like Ben Shapiro would be supporting what we would more broadly call traditional Judeo-Christian values on marriage and sexuality the fact that he would be categorized as an extremist or that his views are extremist views, and we need to be careful that children are watching videos and they're becoming radicalized by someone like Ben Shapiro, while at the same time, the legacy media can totally support a mentally unwell man with two gigantic plastic boobs in tight purple dresses and that the school boards or the schools would also say, oh, yeah, we support him, is a masterclass in lacking self-awareness. It's unreal that they can't, they just can't see the absurdity of their position. The fact that you would have our government saying of kids in that disgusting, vile, manipulative video, that, that commercial about the, the child who's looking at the kids play, Oh, why can I go out and play? And the answer is, according to our elected officials, well, unless you unless you put yourself at risk for having heart failure and blood clots or for the spike protein attacking your ovaries so that you enter menopause 20 years earlier than you normally would, that's the only way you can go out and play with the kids. So go out and play with the kids. And this is the part of the video they didn't show you. Yeah, get your jabs, go out and play with the kids collapse suddenly and unexpectedly while you're playing soccer with the kids and then we'll chalk it up as an unknown cause of death this is the this is the insanity and it's 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 delusion that this something is broken something is significantly broken it broken in their minds that they would look at one position as an extremist radicalized position that wants to uphold values that have marked humanity since we first came on the scene, but the other position that says put poison in your body that doesn't work, that will kill you. Also, you can, you can, you can cut off your members in order to advance a woke agenda. Oh, that's fine. That's normal. That's to be normative. But this other thing, that's radical. I don't even know. I don't even know what words or categories to use for that other than to say that the 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 world has lost its collective mind and is is plunged into a spiral of despair and is irrational in the the nonsense that's spewed out of the mouth of legacy media absolutely man and i've said it on the program a bunch and uh, you know i want to say it again because you're talking about how can we explain these two phenomenons happening occurring at the same time and that's because we have a new sensibility as a culture. We have been so thoroughly indoctrinated in a Marxist worldview that we now live in 
the Marcusean new sensibility. Uh, and Marcuse also wrote a book called uh, "Liberating or uh, Repressive Tolerance." Pardon me, and he called for this. I mean, it's been termed either repressive tolerance or liberating tolerance, where um, essentially any movement that is potentially from the right wing must be opposed, even pre-censored, and violently shut down or opposed. So anybody like Ben Shapiro or us on the program who are calling for a return to Judeo-Christian values or... um, a return to what our charter would say Canadian um, government's founded upon, which is the supremacy of God and the rule of higher law. Anything like that must be opposed, pre-censored by different algorithms and different platforms, and perhaps by the the new Bill C-11, right? Um, Those things must be done in order to stop the promulgation of right-wing theories or conspiracies, whatever they might be might say but anything as it pertains to the left wing to a critical marxist consciousness when it comes to sex race whatever it might be must be allowed to continue so that's how you get this insanity of the cbc not being aware of the 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 absolute folly of their position because the video we watched was a lady saying well look at the algorithms uh are, are done in such a way that they promote similar material. So you can easily click on a Ben Shapiro video and sure Ben might not be a crazy, um, you know, right wing conspiracy nut, but you know, it's just a short click away to, you know, Alex Jones and then, you know, to other right wing extremists. Okay. Let's talk about TikTok's algorithm that is so leftward leaning and so pr- uh, promoting in Canada and the United States LGBTQ values, why isn't that radical? Th- that kids are literally injecting themselves with with uh, drugs that are going to sterilize them and stop their natural bodily functions um, so they don't go through puberty. Why isn't that, that radical? Or they're literally going to lop off healthy body parts. Why isn't that radical? Well, because we live in this Marcusean new sensibility. Movements on the left that are thoroughly Marxist, they're okay. So they can't be radical. There is nothing that they could do that could be radical enough. But anything that would be like a Ben Shapiro, like what we're trying to do, even people who aren't Christians, who just don't want to see their daughters mutilate their own body, are now considered on the right wing, that those are positions that are trying to entrench the 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 Christian Judeo Christian hegemony, so they must be dismantled and destroyed. And that's what we've been talking about on the program. We have to understand that these people in our media, in higher education, in our government, are so given over to a new sensibility, a mark a Marcusean new sensibility, a Marxist new religion that they're seeking to destroy not only the foundations of Christian society, but also the enlightenment classical small liberalism, right? So that's the, 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 
difficult position that we find ourselves in and and why men like elon musk who does he wouldn't consider himself a conservative christian but all of a sudden he's a he's a radical right winger just because he won't go along with this this leftist marxist push um to a cultural revolution and you know that's that's what we're seeing we're seeing backlash and we're we have to band together and push back against this crazy revolution that's coming um down the pike because that's how you end up with stories that are this tone deaf are this foolish that are somehow saying the internet is out there to seek to promote content like ben shapiro when platforms like google youtube um facebook are clearly suppressing right-wing content far more than left-wing content Yet here we have it. Our Canadian Pravda Corporation is trying to, again, jam people, trying to juxtapose Ben Shapiro and his com- uh, content with that of white supremacists and other disgusting ideologies, even though he's a Jew <laughs> who's hated by white supremacists. But that's the jamming, right? They put two things that are unlike each other together to say, well, if you're going to listen to Ben Shapiro, you're practically a Nazi. And that's the the logic. Those initial stories all related to the experimental gene therapy injection, whether it's the mm-hmm. the, the, the the feds running the ads, whether it's that that mm-hmm. that Toronto commercial is utterly despicable. I, I just need to it's it's com- we know they're using kids as props. And well, but they always use kids kids as props. And this this is the lesson <laughs> here. The lesson when it comes to worldviews is that those of us who are on the side of biblical conservative values are actually about the promotion of life and liberty that we care for the safety and well-being and the flourishing of all peoples across all stripes young and old male female of all sorts of melanin colors but those on the the left side of the spectrum those these these absolute radical neo-marxists they'll use women as props to further a radical sexual agenda but they'll discard them if they don't agree with every iota of their worldview they'll use children as props but they don't care they'll use black people as props but they don't really care they will prop up indigenous people i mean truth and reconciliation day is coming up and they'll use them as props to disparage Canada to undo Canada Day, but then they'll forget about them for the rest of the year because they're not useful because now we need to move to this narrative and that narrative. And Andrew, Andrew, that is actually a part of this Marxist, leftist, Hegelian religion is essentially in the processes of history, history uses people group people's groups and then discards them to further this Hegelian Marxist dialectic. So that's actually embedded in their world and life view, in their religion, that it's not do unto others as you would do do to yourself. It's use other people to forward a Marxist agenda, agenda, then discard them the second that they aren't valuable to forwarding those aims anymore. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that is a part of that religion that I was talking about. And we need to be clear before kind of wrapping up the weekend review. What our what our audience needs to understand clearly, and we've said this before, this is a deeply spiritual battle and reality. We're not talking about a neutral, amoral, agnostic reality. This is a deeply spiritual reality. 
And so when we ask the we ask the question, how is it that you can have liars and murderers and mutilators and people who will see other people as objects merely to be used for the sake of political expediency? It's because at its core, it is a deeply evil and satanic worldview. There's there's an instance in the Gospel of John when Jesus is addressing the religious leaders who they themselves also use people for that for their own gain. They propped up the common person for their gain, for their power, for their privilege, for their prestige, for their wealth, for their place in society, and they would merely use the general public in order to achieve their ends. And they're having an interaction with Jesus about who their ancestors are. From where do we come? And they pride themselves on being ancestors of Father Abraham and this great Jewish lineage. And look at what we have. Look at where we've come. And Jesus looks at them and says, no, no, Abraham isn't your father. The devil's your father. And the reason why I know that the devil's your father is because he is a liar and a murderer from the beginning. And he desires to do his work and you're doing his work. The work that you're doing is that of lies and murder. And so when we look at this this side here that promotes putting poison in kids and chopping off their genitals. This is a side that is pro-murder. This is a side that is full of lies and actual hatred and bigotry. And where does that come from? Yeah, it comes from a depraved humanity, but really where it comes from, its source, it is a deeply spiritual satanic agenda that doesn't desire life and flourishing and good and well-being and wholeness but death and destruction, and that's what they're about. So please don't don't look at that and say, oh, they're just misguided. Oh, no, 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 no. This is about death and destruction. This is about, and this is why we need to exist. This is why we need to exist and why I'm thankful that we have a platform and an opportunity to speak about these things because we need to call out the evil. We need to shine a big light in it, and we need to call people to life and truth for their good and for the good of their children and our grandchildren and future generations. And this is this is why you also need to be getting out of mainstream media. And hopefully you have gotten out of mainstream media. And so I want to take it one step further. I want to get you guys out of mainstream investment management as well. Whether it's planning for retirement or just looking for ways to protect your wealth from overreaching government, Rocklink can help you out. They're not a big bank and they're not owned by the Davos crowd. They're a private company filled with freedom-loving Canadians offering independent investment advice. Give them a call at 905-631-5462 or send them an email, info at rocklink.com. That's info at rocklink.com. And Andrew, on the topic of wonderful friendships, partners, sponsorships, we are so excited to announce... Another wonderful partnership. I see you're drinking wonderful coffee out of a Liberal Tears mugs from our new partner, Resistance Coffee Company. And we are so thankful that they actually joined us. The the founders of the company were able to come on the program and have a discussion with us about their brand, about its origins, and about their movement. So, we really enjoyed speaking with with the founders of Resistance Coffee Company. We love their product. We love what they have going on. And we really hope that you benefit from the discussion we were able to have with them. Well, 
we are very pleased to have with us on the dispatch the three Saskatchewanian Musketeers. I actually looked that up. It can be Saskatchewanian or Saskatchewaners. Either one, it's up. It's however you choose. I'm going to Saskatchewanian Musketeers. We have Kevin Armstrong, pastor of Gospel of Grace Fellowship. He and his wife, Christina, have two children. Kelly Thiessen, owner of Jewel Creek Homes Construction Company. He and his wife, Mickey, have three children. And Eric Anderson, real estate broker. He and his wife, Alex, have four children. Now, you might be wondering why we have these gentlemen on the dispatch, and we're going to figure that out and kind of unveil that to our audience. But for now, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the dispatch. It's great to have you uh, with what appear to be some wonderful products behind you in that room. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, lads, you guys have started... There's a little bit of an unmasking for anyone who's been wondering, because like I was wondering for a little bit, who's behind, who, who are the brains behind, who, who the, the guy scheming and, and behind Resistance Coffee Company, and that's you three. You three, that, that, that is your brainchild, and we, I mean, I very much love the coffee and the company. I've, I've, I've purchased it before. I've told my people at my church, you got to purchase it, especially because we go in together and... We get the free shipping. Matt's had it before. And so a question that I want to ask you guys is Resistance Coffee is a relatively new company, right? It didn't exist prior to two and a half years ago. So what is it that you guys were doing before you started Resistance Coffee? And are you still doing those things? So I guess what what does life look like outside of it leading into this 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 company? What, can tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, well, you've uh, already told told them what we do for a living so uh, i pastor a church here in weyburn uh kelly's a carpenter eric's a real realtor a broker i guess yeah. uh, sorry broker uh and uh yeah we're all we've been friends for many years and and uh so we still do all those things those are our real jobs um and uh we just started well we started roasting coffee just for fun just to try to see if we could roast yeah. good coffee and uh, just bought a, a toaster oven, uh, basically a toaster oven that Eric kind of hot wired and, and we were able to, to roast some, some coffee, but we were having trouble keeping up with even just, you know, our homes. Uh, so we wanted to get a bigger roaster. So we got a bigger roaster. Yeah. At the beginning of the pandemic, we, yeah, uh, everything was shut down and we bought a roaster out of Vancouver and a little bigger one and yeah. started a different company just, yeah. just to try and pay for the roaster. So we were roasting under a different name. It's called Liberty. Uh, I don't know if you'd like that name, but uh, Liberty Coffee Roasters. And then we were just we were just selling locally in and around uh, Weyburn, and and then uh, and we you know we're just we're doing all right. And uh, and then I mean the pandemic, all, you know, was already on at that point. And was the tyranny was picking up steam and and. Uh, We've always been, um, you know, put off and aggravated by the, you know, by big government and government overreach. And that was before any of the pandemic stuff. So we, we were, we were just looking to, I don't know, how would you even describe why we started it? We were kind of testing a theory. Yes. Yeah. We were trying we, to see if there were conservative I, people who might 
be of like mind with us and, and want to support freedom and buy coffee. So that's right. Yeah. And then we, yeah. So it was a marketing hypothesis that essentially I was trying to flesh out and, uh, just, uh, put a name and a website together rather quickly. And it, it, it kind of blew up. We went from doing like roasting 15 pounds a week to, uh, what were we at the peak? There was there was one week where we were roasting 17 hours a day and we were further behind than when we started. So, yeah, at the beginning. So it, it all began as a hobby that then got out of control real fast and uh, we got it over our heads. So we had to get a bigger roaster. Yeah. So, guys, it, it seems like that uh, marketing hypothesis was indeed correct then, from what you're telling us, that there was a huge market for freedom-minded people who wanted to fill their bloodstream with coffee. Correct. Yeah, I think in general, just like, like-minded um, people would like to buy from like-minded people, and there isn't a whole lot out there. So like, we were running off like a little bit of the tom's idea like oh give to this cause but rather than that let's support each other right then the, and the theory was there's nothing like that out there in canada in canada well not much yeah well even beyond but yeah there's like black rifle coffee but they're a little more like they're they, i mean they're, they're, their their is decent but their messaging is a little like clearly it's not very sanctified it's there's a difference no. between <laughs> Having good sarcastic, you can be good sarcastic and kind of cutting, but still not be obscene and a little over the top. And so Black Rifle obviously appeals kind of the freedom people, but it's it's a different, it is a different thing. It is a right. totally different thing than, than right. kind of what you, you mm -hmm. your messaging. Yeah, it's like a veterans thing, a Second Amendment uh, kind of kind of deal. And, and uh, you know, obviously we would, love a second amendment <laughs> but uh <laughs> but at the same time um you know uh yeah yeah it's it, it is a different thing we we we're you know so 10 percent of of what uh of 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 your purchase of any customer's purchase is given to organizations that are fighting for the constitutional freedoms of canadians so you know we're we're, we're looking at you know obviously like the justice center for constitutional freedoms that they come to mind and you know they're they're in the courtroom doing good work, right? And, and then you guys with with James Kitchen, who at the start of this whole thing was with JCCF, right? That's how we I heard of him. And um, but you know actually in the courtroom fighting, doing the hard work, you know to you know we're just selling coffee here and putting you know memes on Facebook or whatever. Uh, but th this is important work that's going on to defend our our, our precious freedoms that are being stripped away. So um, you know it is important and. I think more and more people are aware of that and, and want to, and, and see the importance of, of defending those. And so, uh, you know, lots of people drink coffee, you can drink coffee and give some support to that. And that's, that's kind of what we are. And I think the coffee industry, we often associate with the left as well, progressive ideas here and ideals. You, you go to coffee shops and they've got the, the pride flags and whatever else in, in the windows. And, um, and so this is, this is, quite different obviously from that uh, but uh we've been accused quite often of politicizing coffee like why would you politicize something so simple as coffee when and i'm like 
Kevin said, I, I think that's a laughable idea that we were the first ones to put a political message tied to coffee specifically. Um, you know, I think as far as we know in Canada before us, you know, if you wanted especially a good cup of coffee, you know, part of your money was going to leftist and woke things. And so we certainly didn't start the idea of politicizing coffee. We're, uh, we're late to that party, but, uh, you know, we're the only ones we see doing it on the, on the other side of things. Well, the simple fact that there's this in, 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 in the coffee world that they'll say, oh, our beans are ethically sourced, conflict-free, free trade. Like that's, that, that's already political. You're already saying that it's not just about the product. Correct. But it's about the messaging and where it comes from and what we do. So, yeah, the idea that coffee is apolitical mm-hmm. is utter nonsense. It's always, it, it, especially in the last 10, 15 years, it's very much been a, no, 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 look, we're on the right side of this. Look at our right. virtue signaling. Correct. Yeah. And isn't that so much the feedback loop that we quite often see? It's like the left will politicize every aspect of life, including the coffee that you drink. Then they will say, hey, if you don't like it, go start your own thing, you idiot. Go start your own thing. Then you go start your own thing. And then they say, why are you politicizing coffee? What what jerks you are? And it's just like, please help us. Um, so anyways, yeah. you guys talked about you started as under the name Liberty. What right. what was the transition to resistance? Like your current branding, this sl- slick thing that I see here, how did that all come about? Uh, talk about the genesis of the new branding with resistance and and what you're trying to get at with it. So I think Eric, Eric was kind of talking about trying to go this route with marketing and we were talking about whether to do that under our former company under name Liberty, yeah. or whether to start something else and then I honestly, the, the, my memory's foggy about it, but I just remember at one point, you know, uh, he got a logo made, sent it to us as resistance coffee logo. I just remember glancing at it and thinking, yeah, that's nice. But I remember thinking, I don't know how, we're, you know, like yet another thing we're going to try and tackle here in our spare time. I don't know how. <laughs> and then I don't know. In my memory, one day there was a website and Facebook page and, <laughs> and we were saying, <laughs> We were putting out ads that were kind of humorous and poking fun, and yeah, we were not knowing it. So uh, Facebook wasn't on our wasn't wasn't onto us yet, so we could pretty much publish whatever we wanted. That slowly and quick, I shouldn't say slowly, quickly changed to the point now. I mean, not us, but Facebook's changed their whole marketing, uh, the ability to market to people uh, and the way it's being presented to where that that's hurt us, but that's okay. That's why we're trying to join with more like-minded people. But in terms of the name, I don't know. I honestly don't even remember the co- conversation about it. No. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just something that kind of involved, like where we were at the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Like we're, we're just, we, we, we were, uh, you know, the idea was just resisting the, the, uh, government overreach where we're able and where we can. And, and, uh, you know, we, I know we figured, we have muskets in our logo. We figured that was not super offensive. I think if we, if we put a more more modern day gun, that might be a little more offensive to people. But people people hopped on that right away. Though. Yeah, they got yeah. guns in their logo. Yeah, so, yeah well, they kind of guns. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but but I mean, we're not calling for armed, you know, any any kind of violence, obviously. But but you know, again, supporting legal work. Um, just after the time we launched was when uh, 
James. James Coates was arrested in, in Edmonton area there. And that was uh, a church that we'd had some connection to. And, and that was, uh, that really was uh, upsetting to us. And, and so, you know, we, we, we wanted to just try to see if we could support them, him yeah. and his, his uh, defense and, and the justice center that was taking him on. And, and uh, that was kind of, so that's kind of the idea behind the name, I guess, is just kind of, we don't have to go along. You know, if the people would just say, no, we're not doing this, it's over, you know, and we said that from the beginning, you know, and if, uh, if enough people just said, no, we're not doing this, then it just wouldn't have been able to take off like it did. And, and, uh, and yet, you know, obviously we know how that went. <laughs> but you are, you are arming guys. You're arming guys with, you're arming people with good quality coffee and caffeine so they can fight for swing. freedom every time. <laughs> so go. I'm, so by the time we record this, this will be after the fact, or by the time we release this, this will be after the fact, but I'm actually going to a protest tomorrow. Um, we're protesting drag story hour at a school sure. in Peterborough. And so this will be after the fact, but I guarantee you everyone who's there is going to have some sort of coffee cup or coffee mug in their yeah. hand. And they're thinking, we got to get that good, warm fuel inside of us. <laughs> and so why, why would they, why would they want to buy coffee from Starbucks who will pay their employees to go out of state to murder their babies Correct. or Tim Hortons who won't let unclean people attend their camp and track or and McDonald's who won't let, un yeah, Right, and McDonald's, who won't let unclean parents visit their kids who are inside one of the Ronald McDonald hospitals or care centers. So why would you want to give your money to buy coffee for people who hate you and want to take your money and destroy the image of God in the world? So you are arming people with good caffeine that pleases the Lord, that strengthens freedom fighters. Ooh, that's good advertising, guys. You should, yeah, yeah. You should, you should find going. someone. You should find someone to put that. Yeah, find someone to put that together and read that on their show. I think that I think you have something there. I think yeah. you have something. Matt, did you write that down? We got to get that down. Yeah, you know, no, I didn't. But one really, one really cool kind of unintended thing that happened was just with our Facebook page. Um, we just right away had a lot of followers and, and likes and whatnot. And there kind of started to be a bit of a community built there, um, you know, among people from all over Canada. And uh, we sometimes forget because we're in a, you know, a conservative province and probably one of the more conservative towns in that province. There's, we have a lot of like-minded people around us. We're in a great church. Like we have a big support group. Um, but there's people in Canada, you know, primarily before the trucker convoy, they didn't know another person that thought like they did. And so we saw over and over where our Facebook page became a place where, you know, people found other like-minded people and were, you know, super encouraged. And we got, you know, messages weekly and daily even of just people, you know, so happy to find somebody else that thought the way they did. And uh, so that's been awesome. We've had, you know, people get connected with churches through our Facebook page. We've been able to connect people and so that's been great. We never planned, you know, that was never a goal of ours, but it just kind of happened. And we've mm -hmm. all experienced that. I mean, in the last two and a half years, whether it's you guys, whether it's, 
you know, other companies, other other organizations, even 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 the Liberty Coalition. I mean, the Liberty Coalition came into being in January of 2021. So it was almost a year after Sorry. all this madness was going on. And all of a sudden, people start realizing there are other people who think that way. There are other Christians who think that way. There are other people that want to actually push back. And what I mean, what the Freedom Convoy, what it showed us on a large scale was it's not a fringe minority, right? This is this is a lot of Canadians who might be silent, but who feel this way. And as was your experience, they're just looking for someone to say the quiet part out loud. And then mm -hmm. once they find someone who says that, they latch on to it. People will gravitate to companies such as yourself, organizations such as ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. even Bright Light News, right, which is an independent just focusing on the COVID madness. I mean, they, they got, they got big real quick because people were like, wow, a news outlet that's actually covering this stuff objectively. And so that's been our experience in the last two and a half years is so many Canadians actually feeling this way and thinking these things and just needing someone to stand up and to say it out loud, whether it's news analysis or really good coffee or whether it's marketing and branding that does poke at the statism a little bit and does through satire show how ridiculous it is that people mm -hmm. will people will jump on that and they'll support it absolutely now guys we wanted to have you on because we wanted to announce a new partnership that we're doing with you guys and we also wanted to highlight the fact that you guys make some kick-ass coffee it's not just hilarious memes and sweet mugs that say defund the cbc which a andrew you might have to see if they can get you one that says cpc right because you've i don't know if you guys know this canadian Pravda right i've i've renamed the c i don't call them cbc anymore i call them cpc the canadian Pravda corporation because yeah. that's what they are but i'll i'll be clear about that i just might take the mug and maybe just put in red in red permanent marker i'll put a p over it but that's fine <laughs> so anyways let's talk a little bit about the coffee when you go to the website i see that there's a new sale it says buy any four bags save 50 percent on shipping so now's a perfect time to go over to the website and get some coffee so maybe you can talk about some of the different roasts you have and uh some of the sweet names that you have them under yeah so we we uh we're really a, a small batch roastery. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the difficult things is keeping the same beans in all the time. We're having to buy different types of beans. And so we keep these names the same and the beans might switch from time to time, but we try to get kind of the same general uh, flavor. Uh, so, you, so anytime you order defund the CBC, it's going to be pretty close to, to what it's always been. If it's not the exact same bean, um, but yeah, we generally right now we have uh, our defund the CBC roast is uh, as a lighter, a lighter roasted coffee. Um, it's hard to say. We don't really set out besides our black gold, which is a, a dark roast. Uh, yeah, we don't really set out to create a light, medium, dark. It's more just we're trying to make it taste as good as we can with the bean we have the, with the bean we have. Um, but uh, but defund the CBC. If one likes a light, you know we're used to the categories of light, medium, dark. If someone likes light, uh, defund the CBC would be a, a lighter roast. It's a Brazilian bean right now that we we really like, um, and uh, all of our coffees are specialty grade coffees. So it's all you know it's all 
you know, that, that, that's basically the highest grade coffee you can, you can get. It's on the market, like the top 10%. And there is a difference. It's kind of like we live in Saskatchewan. So farmers, if you talk about AAA, you know, beef, beef, everyone understands that's a better quality of beef. And there isn't just one size fits all when it comes to beef. The same, same is true for coffee. Um, so ours is all specialty grade. Um, but yeah, so we have defund the CBC. That name came up. Well, well it's you because saw, uh, you saw a picture on Facebook well, in the background. Yeah, so some, somebody had a picture of some teas. What was the tea company? Uh, I don't out know. Of, out of uh, Victoria, BC, and they had a, a CBC blend. CBC radio blend. Yeah, CBC. I was like, what the heck <laughs> is this? <laughs> so and, then, and then so, so they're like, basically, hold on a second. So what you're saying is. So that that tea that tea blend was it was full of crap like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. dried it was dried crap bits inside the tea blend. It was full of it. It was literal. Right? Is that, did, you, did you buy it and test it? Right? Like was it? No, I, I, I that, never that's what it sounds it like to me. But I just couldn't yeah. believe. We just we just laughed at this blend, and so then that just that just carried over into defund the CBC and. Uh, we've kind of long been a fan of that idea of uh, defunding the CBC, and um, so that was that was how that one came up. Uh, Liberal Tears Blend, that one is uh, that that is a couple of beans that we created a, a blend. Originally, we we created this blend to uh, to run through an espresso machine. Um, we've modified it a bit since then. Still works in an espresso machine, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's a kind of a medium roast coffee um, and uh, uh, it's good. Then we have black gold as our dark roast. That's so, a a tribute to where we live. Essentially, we're we're in oil country and we like fossil fuels. Yeah, they put food on our table and uh, yeah, we keep us like, warm in the minus thirty. Yeah, and so uh, in reality, in the real world, uh, we need these, yeah. uh, or we die and starve and freeze. So. We're then, grateful for it, and uh, and then tree hugger. And then tree hugger was just kind of a uh, it's an organic coffee, and that's why we went with tree hugger. Um, and uh, just that was kinda, because of like a lot of requests from people just saying they can't they can't, can't drink, drink non organic coffee. Yeah. So we I don't got it. It's, and it's a Sumatran uh, coffee that's really good. A lot of times Sumatran is just super super dark and earthy and super earthy and uh, i don't love it but this one uh it's a, it's it's not it's it'd be probably more in the medium category and uh it's it's really good so uh and then i guess is that all we have right we now we have empty promises oh and then empty promises is our yeah so that's our that's <laughs> our that's our nod to our politicians and uh and the uh and their their word yeah um, and that's just, you know, decaf. Anytime you look at a decaf, everyone's like, oh, it tastes just like coffee. You'd never know it's decaf. And we all know that's just not true. So, uh, you know, it's decaf. It's not as good, but it is, it's a good decaf. This one is a good decaf. It's a, it's, it's as good as you're going to get. Um, and, uh, they, they use a, this, so the empty promises would be almost like, and I'm going to, because this is me, the empty promises would be kind of like Pierre Polyevre. Where he's not good, but of all the options in blue, maybe that's the best you can get. Um, yeah, but, we're, wait, we're waiting. But to not see. ideal. Not ideal. We're, yeah, we're, not yeah, ideal, but if you have to have one, it's him. We're waiting to see 
it, how, how empty or, or whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it uses a method of decaffeination that. Yeah. Swiss water. Swiss water. So it's, method. there's no chemical or anything in yeah, it. So it's pretty healthy stuff. So I think like quality, like we, we launched our website with no evidence that we actually had a product to sell and people were buying. Um, <laughs> And, and it's, like people bought the idea and and yet the reality is we do have a, like high quality coffee it's good coffee you know we're, we're we're still learning there's lots to learn about roasting and and it's very nuanced and and trying to improve those skills and all that but um but the product is good and uh it's a lot better one thing i don't think people realize when you buy something off the shelf at the grocery store that was roasted months ago it's it's hard to say for sure exactly how many months but a long time ago and then if it's ground it it deteriorates quicker yeah and it goes bad Oxidates, faster yeah. yeah so um you're you're not drinking fresh coffee typically if you just buy it out of the grocery store unless you got some sort of local thing at the grocery store um but you just buy that big tin of whatever um it's cheap yes but it's it's not it's not good so Part of the reason we got into roasting is we, we started drinking fresh coffee and it kind of ruined us. And uh, so we started to roast our own mm -hmm. and, um, and well, here we are. But yeah, so it is, it is. Uh, and we, we, we roast everything on order. Like it's yeah. ordered, we roast it and send it to you. We roast weekly. So typically it's usually Thursday or Friday we roast and we ship everything usually Friday. So today. And uh, so if you ordered in the last week, you know, you're basically getting it it's usually uh, within the week it's been roasted, maybe a couple weeks depending, but... Um, It'd be less than two weeks old for sure by the yeah. time it gets to you. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then it's, uh, which is, you know, is, is fresh and, and good. So um, anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this was intended, and I'm going to try, I don't want to be cheesy here, but that's basically, a, that's a really good metaphor for life in... in, in in Canada, in in the political scene, right? That you can, you can deal with the easy, accessible, mainstream fluff at every grocery store that's cheap and available, and there it is on mass, and you can just consume it, and you don't realize that it's it's garbage. You don't realize that it's not good. <laughs> yeah, that there's that real there's, thing. there's something better, right? There's some there's there's something better. There's a, there's a truth. There's an understanding of what's really going on and an appreciation of liberties and freedoms and actually understanding what's going on, that once you drink that, right, once you, <laughs> once you take that red pill or once you have good coffee, you can't go back to that, that nonsense anymore. And in many ways, what we're trying to do, our, not just our companies, but in the broader freedom movement, is basically just give people a good cup of truth and say, listen, just put this stuff down. And once you do, you're not going to want to settle for that nonsense anymore. You're going to right. realize what's actually going on. And so again, this, someone should, someone should put that, someone should encapsulate that in like a 30 <laughs> second spot and really, really hit that out. I may, I may know someone who can, yeah. who can do that for you guys. Um, yeah, yeah I, think... I found out about you as a friend I actually shared on, he said, he just sent me a link, a Facebook link. He's like, have you heard of this new coffee company? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I went to the website. I'm like, wow, I love the branding. And then I saw, I'm like, yeah, let's, bunch of guys in my church, let's all buy a bunch of bags and get a big box in. And then we did. And I 
thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. Good. That's, yeah, that's great. great. Yeah, we've we've had stories like that. My my mom had friends, you know, send her a message say, "Have you heard of this?" <laughs> She's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, actually." <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, no, it's it's glad we're glad people enjoy it, and uh, you know, we understand not everybody, you know, it's not going to be everybody's uh, shtick, I guess, but. Uh, but if, if it is, you know, if, if, if someone can support and, and there's lots of people who've bought it, but you know, it's, it's, you can buy cheaper coffee out there and, and yeah. uh, we get that. We get that. We've had people who subscribe and they have to unsubscribe because times get tight and they just, you know, it's one of the things that's got to go. And we a hundred percent understand that. But, uh, but you know, we, we work to try to keep it at as reasonable as we can. And of course, everything's gone up, you know, our costs have gone up too, since we started this thing quite a bit and try to keep it reasonable and we get yeah, just good drink good coffee and and uh support those who are doing the heart like i said the hard work of of fighting for our constitutional freedoms and um yeah so we're, we're grateful that uh for everyone all of our customers and that's been part of it too it's been fun we've met a lot of neat people through it you know we've had a lot of, we've had the trolls came out early on too and we've been called all those names as well that everybody else gets called uh, we're Nazis and KKK and, uh, I don't know. There's been some, some other ones that are a lot funnier, a little more clever, but, uh, of course it's all nonsense. Uh, it is, but, uh, uh, but, but for the most part we've, we've, you know, and, and we've had a lot of supporters jump in and, and, uh, and we've got, yeah, to, we've got to meet some neat people. We haven't even had to defend ourselves. Yeah, everyone else jumps in online. Shredding everybody and takes us down. (laughs) Takes them down for us. We just carry on with our day. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, we are so appreciative that you guys have gone out on this limb, um, taken this idea to the extreme, (laughs) and and really created great coffee. I'm drinking the black gold right now. I love a dark roast. I'm digging it uh, big time. You guys were gracious gracious enough to send us some coffee. Um, For our listeners who want to get their hands on maybe not just your coffee, but again, the sweet swag. I'm wearing the shirt. I got the mug, everything. Um, Where, where, where where can they go to find resistance coffee and uh yeah just tell them about you you mentioned a subscription program like how can they get your stuff and uh continue to follow along with what you guys are doing yeah so our website is resistancecoffee.com and uh and I I hope it's pretty self-explanatory on there, but you can go through. We have a a tab for merchandise. We have mugs and uh, T-shirts and and hats. These are the the hats here. And and then, of course, all of our different coffees are there. We we sell them uh, in in just kind of 340-gram bags. We also have five-pound bags for those who are super eager. Um, and, uh, or maybe those who are in an office setting and, and want to, want to buy it for their office, uh, and, and, and drink it at work. Um, yeah. and, and we have subscriptions as, as we said, so you, if you subscribe, you can pick how often you get it delivered to your door. Um, so you can, you can do it infrequent enough and, and get a bunch so and, get, and free get free shipping that way. You can, you can have it weekly if you want. Um, and, uh, and when you subscribe, you save. 15%. 15% on the cost of the coffee and uh, you can assure that it's always going to be at your door and you don't have that panic the night before uh, when you realize you don't have coffee in the house. 
can avoid that. Um, we're on every, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, I guess. Uh, yep. Um, you can look us up on there. We're on a hit and miss on those. Yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. The other thing is to be a commercial setting or yeah. or a retailer. We you can contact us via email, and we have a different program for those people as well. Yeah. So we do have like there are some places where you can buy our bags and stores. There's like a, there's a there was a home hardware in Alberta that yeah they still sell it in Stetler Stetler oh. that that bought our coffee and puts it on their shelf. There's uh there was a concrete company and swift current. swift current that bought bags and sold it at, at their place and <laughs> and uh we're uh they they, they brew our our coffee at a, a place on the number one highway here in saskatchewan uh the beacon it's called in Karenport, saskatchewan right. they, they they brew our coffee and sell our stuff there and so we're always looking if someone owns a coffee shop or wants to open one uh want to want to brew our stuff or owns a restaurant mm -hmm. uh we'd be happy to to work with them we have better you know different deals for them um, but yeah, even just retail stores as well. It yep. could be a concrete company or uh, whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah. If you're interested in, in selling it, uh, give us a call or, or send us an email. Mm -hmm. um, you can visit our website. There's some information there on our website as well. Um, so lots so of ways. So for our, our, regular, our regular audience or regular consumers, regular customers for you guys, yeah. We're going to send them to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC. That's right. That's right. And then for people who are wanting to maybe, like you said, sell your coffee at their coffee shop or their hardware store or their restaurant, if they call you or if they email you, do they say, hey, Liberty Coalition sent us? Yeah. yeah exactly. Mark that in the email, yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I heard about it. Just tell us where you heard so, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for so, people, you're gonna to want to go and get your you're gonna to want to go get your coffee not from people who hate you and who want to destroy your freedoms. Don't buy coffee from them, right? So personally, I, full disclosure, I haven't paid for coffee from Starbucks, <laughs> McDonald's, or Tim Hortons for a long time because I will not <laughs> give my money to people who hate me and buy subpar coffee. Period. Right. I'm also no longer going to spend my money on terrible coffee. That's been roasted months ago. That's it right. tastes like styrofoam and dark bitter nonsense. So <laughs> for me and for our audience, you're going to want to go to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC or email them, call them, let them know that we sent you yeah. because we all need better. We all need the fuel that we need to fight for freedom. Everyone cool. needs good coffee in the morning when they go to protests in Peterborough. And everyone needs to fill their family with good coffee. And we need to support businesses that are for our freedoms and our liberties uh, because we are a smaller group in the, in, in the broader world of businesses and companies. We are a smaller group. And so you're right. We need to support one another and put your money somewhere that will actually support your worldview and what you believe and uh, not God haters that want to destroy every good thing that you love. Don't, don't give them your money. Give these guys your money. <laughs> give us your money. Yeah. <laughs> give them your money. They give you great coffee in return. You know, it's not yeah, just it is, unsolicited. It I mean, yeah. you can just give them yeah. your money anyways. Yeah. But if you, you want a donation for it, that, that works too. Yeah. That's that common works to tip yeah. everybody. Everybody wants a tip these days. Yeah, minimum right? 18% now. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've, been, uh, yeah. we've been made fun of by business geniuses out there who who say, you know, you obviously won't succeed because you've cut out 90% of your potential customer base. 
but uh, we don't think it is 90%. And there's 40 million people in Canada. So if if 10% of them are like-minded, if we, if we grant that number, which I believe is higher, if we grant that number, that's 4 million people. Like, we can't supply coffee to all of them. No. So, I mean, we don't feel we don't feel we're short selling ourselves at all to be very specific about, you know, who we want our customers to be. Well, yeah. And on the flip side, there's like tons of people on Facebook. There's one company that, that, uh, like gives money or gives money percentage of proceeds to like dog owner things. Like they're specifically, there's one that was like specifically, what was it? Like pit bulls or something ridiculous. I just like, <laughs> war. I'm really <laughs> Now, yeah. pit bulls or pit bull? Because if oh, yeah. you're giving no, money no. to pit bull, <laughs> yeah, not the yeah. ball. We can't support. He, he doesn't. He doesn't need to make. Yeah, he doesn't need to make any more music. Not pit bull singular. <laughs> no. Pit bulls. Yeah. That's that's fine. The reality is, like we we, it seems like now the way the way everything's go the way everything works is eventually, if you if you start a business and grow a business, eventually you're going to have to. To, to declare your position about some about some hot political topic and the pressure gets placed and what do we see over and over again the company folds and gives in to the mob and and either backs down from a previous position or they're always apologizing or they're switch you know it's, it's always the way it is and so that another reason we just said you know we'll just here's who we are right out of the gate Here, here's what we're about and um, we're not we're not hiding anything. We don't we 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 uh, we don't resent everyone who disagrees with us. Uh, we we are open to having you know we, we would love it if we lived in a society where we could just be honest and 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 then talk about it and have a conversation about these things and, and have free speech. Um, so I mean, you know, part of it is we're just right out of the gate. This is who we are. So there's no surprise later on when you know somebody finds out you know, that we're not supportive of transgender surgeries, um, that, you know, half our customer base is suddenly shocked, um, by that news or whatever <laughs> that, you know, they, just, they know where we stand out of the gate. And, um, I don't think we've publicly stated that. Well, yet. we have, <laughs> and I don't think that's a shock. This is a, this a Liberty <laughs> yeah. dispatch exclusive. Yeah. 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 No kidding. Right. Well, guys, we're so thankful that you, you joined us. We're so thankful that you've join the Liberty Coalition team that we can partner together um, for freedom-minded Canadians to create not only alternative media, but alternative sources of coffee. <laughs> That's what we're all about here. We're all about partnering with with companies who have a similar world and life view and a similar vision of society. And I think if we can build alternative economies even, where we're supporting people who don't hate us, don't hate our worldview, we can really um, create something pretty powerful in Canada. So we're so thankful that you've partnered with us. Again, if anybody wants to get your stuff, go over to the website, resistancecoffee.com slash LCC and you can uh, let that's how you let them know that you've come through us and yeah, go, get over there, get all your coffee needs and some of your sweet swag as well. Um, we were really thankful that you guys came on and, and Godspeed in, in your journey. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's enjoyable. Matt, I'm really thankful for those guys. I mean, um, Kevin is a freedom pastor in Saskatchewan. He kept his church open and restriction-free 
during the tyrannical and lawless mandates. So these aren't just guys that came up with a neat idea for a company, but these are guys who've actually been fighting for freedom, who've been pushing back against the totalitarianism. And I respect them. These are friends. These are allies in the battle, not just co-belligerents, but these are allies. And so you need to support them. You need to go buy your coffee from them. If you want delicious coffee that isn't made by companies that hate you and want to actually squash your freedoms, you need to connect with the guys at Resistance Coffee. Their shirt feels wonderful. The mug is really nice in my hand. And the coffee's delicious. I've been buying coffee from them even before we started a partnership with them because I very much believe in who they are and what they're doing as a company. And so again, you have to check them out, resistancecoffee.com slash LCC. And on that note, we also want to talk about another friend of ours. And our first story is actually brought to you by our friends over at Red Balloon. You might think that woke politics and medical tyranny have destroyed the Canadian workplace. But did you know that some companies are standing up and saying no. Over 2,000 companies have pledged to honor free speech and medical privacy at redballoon.work, and Red Balloon is coming to and is here in Canada. Business owners, this is for you. Find top-tier, values-aligned talent and get help building an uncancelable pro-freedom workplace with stuff like their Freedom Academy or their work in wanting to develop strong HR departments, you're going to want to connect with them. Job seekers, this is for you. You can find courageous companies that share and protect your values. Go sign up today at redballoon.work slash LCC. Again, that's redballoon.work slash LCC. Here's what we know. I'll say this just to wrap up about Red Balloon. Here's what we know. We're in a season of reprieve right now where mandates have been dropped and everyone appears to be free to do whatever they want to do unless you're a Western student and you refuse to be poisoned to go to school. With the exception of those tyrants, we seem to be in a season of, oh, things are kind of laid back. It's not going to last this way forever. You need to align yourself with businesses that support your freedoms and that won't bend to the will of a tyrannical government. And so you need to look for jobs at these businesses, but that means businesses if you're going to support and protect the freedom of your employees, you need to let them know that you exist. You need to go to redballoon.work slash LCC so that these people can find you so that we can grow strong, uncancelable businesses together in Canada. Absolutely, Andrew. And that leads us into our last story. And we mentioned at the, the top of the program when we we're looking at the various propaganda ad campaigns that... Our government, various municipalities, CBC media is just so willing to use people as political props. And that is the case, sadly, in our local municipalities, even at the school level. Um, the public schools are full are indoctrination factories, and they are really the vanguard of this new sensibility that we talked about of inculcating this Marxist world and life view into the youngest children in our society. And how have we seen these type of uh, cultural revolutions take place in the pack? Well, we've talked about the Maoist cultural revolution and the destruction of the full or uh, four olds. Who was the vanguard of the Maoist revolution, Andrew? It was the red guard, the, the young 
youngsters were on the forefront of destroying that old Chinese society and tradition culture to bring forward a, a Maoist cultural communist revolution. And that's essentially what we're seeing nowadays is activists, ideologues get into spaces where they can indoctrinate the youngest people in our society to their insane agendas. And that's happening throughout school. So that's what has led to a backlash in culture that people are starting to stand up and say, no, this revolution has gone way too far. We cannot allow for what we, we looked at in our a clown world program, a, a teacher to, to live a male teacher, to live out his sexual kinks in front of our kids while he's teaching them. That's totally crossing the line. And we cannot allow for drag story time hour in our local libraries, in our local schools, where we have men dressing up as highly sexualized women to read stories to children. This is crossing a line that at one time we knew was inappropriate, but here we are. The Marxists, they're trying to queer everything, every boundary they're trying to make queer to destroy it and dismantle it but i'm thankful andrew to see that people are actually stepping up are, are getting together banding together and saying this is absolutely totally and utterly inappropriate so that's led to a different a couple different rallies that happened um this weekend in, in around your area southern ontario and for two different uh, reasons, Andrew. So maybe you can talk a little bit about what, what the genesis of these protests. Um, you were at one of them, so you can talk about your on-the-ground experience. And we can also, before we get into that, I guess, play for people some clips from these rallies. So let's do that. Let's show the clips of what happened, and then you can give uh, some commentary on that, Andrew. Harrison Faulkner reporting for True North in Oakville, Ontario. Behind me is Oakville Trafalgar High School, perhaps the most infamous high school in all of Canada, because last week footage emerged of a transgender teacher who goes by the name of Kayla Lemieux teaching a shop class wearing giant prosthetic breasts. While well, students, parents, and local residents here have had their say, they want the school to do something, and they want this teacher gone. When parents and local residents wrote to this school who took issue with this teacher, the school responded by defending this teacher, and the school board responded by defending this teacher. They are not interested in listening to what the what local residents and parents have to say. I caught up with parents and local residents of the school to ask them what they think about what's going on here and why they think this is happening and why it's allowed at public school. You have children yes. at this school. What are other parents saying about this? I'm sure there's talk Most about it. Most parents are afraid, same with kids, to, to speak up, right? Uh, for their kids to be uh, censored, cancelled, uh, bullied, um, you know, but I can tell you not one single child, boy or girl, is comfortable around this teacher. I don't care about his tranquility. I just don't want the system which is failing the children, we as a parent failing the children. I want to have a limit because he's being protected. And what is next? That's what scares me because if this is in this school, what's going to be here could be next in my 
daughter's school and I am very terrified what's coming next. So I think it's disgusting personally as the sign says over the course of many years there's been a lot of students that have actually been kicked off sports teams, kicked out of school, they've lost scholarships simply simply for how they wear their hair. Um, there's been students that aren't allowed to go to prom or kicked out of prom because of the type of dresses or the attire that they wear to school. If it's a heat wave, a child or a student can't go to school wearing a certain type of shorts or skirt or, or a shirt because it's deemed inappropriate and distracting. My thing with this whole situation is it's not about transphobia, it's about the fact that if this person did not have a mind as a predator, they would not wake up one day and decide they were going to come to a system where they are teaching underage children and decide they want to look like this. Uh, I think that what we've seen here is a failure to serve the people. What we have is a failure in leadership at all levels, from municipal, at the school board levels, all the way up to Trudeau, condoning perversion and what could be considered pedophilia or senses of it. The people here don't want their children sexualized. The children here feel uncomfortable, the parents do. And we're supposed to protect our children. And I feel we're not. So as a local parent and mother of three children, two high school students, I am terrified. I'm terrified exactly what's gonna happen next. Uh, we don't we all know this is inappropriate. We don't have to make more discussion about it. What is absurd is that actually we as a parent we have to protest. We have to protest to have this teacher be gone from the school. Like again, as many parents said, this is not against gay, lesbian, transgender people. This has nothing to do with LGBTQ rights. This is just purely inappropriate. There are limits, right? We all have to have a limit. It's obviously a double standard, right? There are many standards for the students, for how the students should behave, how the parents should behave, but there are no standards for the people that are directly dealing with our students every single day. So there were three protests this past weekend. One of them was in Peterborough. That's the one I attended. And that one was for Drag Story Hour that happened at the Peterborough Public Library. And the other two protests that took place were on Friday and Sunday. The one on Friday was in Oakville, right outside of Oakville Trafalgar High School. And then the one on Sunday was in Burlington, and this was led by Max Bernier, also regarding this unwell teacher with his massive prosthetic breasts leading shop class, which, I mean, I've seen the videos. It's very unsafe. You, no body part, real or fake, should be anywhere near to a circular saw like that. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the protests that I went to, um, because the ones that happened in Oakville and Burlington, I mean, as, as we saw from the clips, all the people who were speaking against, it was all these moms. It was all these moms saying, this isn't right for our kids. And regardless of what the school's saying, our kids have told us they don't like it. They don't feel safe. They don't feel comfortable. So apparently the kids haven't bought into the propaganda yet. Apparently, as the CPC would have you believe, all of the kids at Oakville Trafalgar High School have already been radicalized by YouTube's algorithms leading them to white supremacist Jewish Nazis like Ben Shapiro. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the protest in Peterborough. I was there with a number of other believers, primarily from two churches in Peterborough. And we started off, we got there, and the counter-protesters were already there. 
rainbowed up and ready to go, dressed in a cow costume, and someone else was dressed in a... It, the mayor of Peterborough, this despicable woman, was there with shirts, leggings and shirts that had expletives and profanities on it. So it's great that she represents her constituents well by being a crazed blasphemer. So we were there with a, a group of Christians were there and it started off with us in a circle and the person who was leading it was merely explaining why are we here and what are we doing? And we were met by people, right? The loving, tolerant people who got in our faces with air horns, waving signs, yelling and screaming, being disruptive because they're, they're loving and tolerant. And then as time would go on, I, I, I filmed a number of interviews where one guy was saying, oh, yeah, those Christians, if they were to get hit by a car, that wouldn't mind me so much. That wouldn't make me so upset. I'm like, oh, how, how, how gracious and loving and tolerant of you. And I think that so we what, what we were doing there is we were basically saying that this harms kids, right? The the act of having a confused man in a dress read to children that might not be the sort of thing that sends the kids spiraling into mental illness, but it's about the worldview. It's about the ideology that's being thrust upon these children that confuses them, that makes them question reality as they know it. Like my kids who were 6, 8, and 10, they know there was an instance where we saw a man, clearly a man, dressed as a woman. And my kids who've not yet been brainwashed by this law, this, this, this lie— we're able to say, why is that man wearing a dress? That's a really good question, eight-year-old who understands reality. Where we're there, not because we're hateful, even though they said we were hateful, and they displayed way more hate than we did. We were there because we actually love these kids and we want to protect them from a worldview that will lead to their sterilization. See, this, this, is, this is the dirty part that we need to say out loud. Because they were chanting, hate hurts kids drag queens don't you know what hurts kids more than hate cutting off their genitals that hurts kids more than hate you know what hurts kids giving them puberty blockers that we actually use for sexual offenders to sterilize them that hurts kids and that worldview leads to that as its logical conclusion and we were outnumbered three to one they were there with speakers and cars blaring everything loud and our weapons of warfare were standing in circles and singing psalms, telling people to turn to Christ, and actually questioning people on their logic. But we were there because we actually loved the kids. So the parents that had their kids in rainbow flags walking into the library saying of us, oh, stay away from those people, they're hateful. Apparently, we love their kids even more than they do because we want to save their kids from a worldview that will actually lead to their death and destruction, a worldview that has a suicide rate that's significantly higher than not, and a worldview that means that all those parents who love their kids won't have grandkids, and their kids won't have kids either, because they'll be sterilized and castrated. So that's why we were there, is because we want to save those kids from certain destruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if we are to actually love others as we would love ourselves, to love our neighbors in that way, we have to call them to obey God's norms. God didn't just create 
the, the, the structures of creation. He also created the norms and the direction that ought to be lived out in, in his creation as well. So we're loving our neighbor as ourselves by telling them that they have a creator God, that he's created the world in such a way that you must live according to those principles if you want to flourish and, and denying those living in rebellion to that is not life giving it's life destroying. And it only leads to death, destruction and decay. And that's the reality of the situation is, you know, they love to use words like justice, love, hate. They don't even have a worldview that can make sense of right and wrong, good and evil that can even give you a functioning basis for good and bad to even define words like justice, good, hate, love. They don't have that in their worldview. And that is why they, they're so twisted in their thinking that they think gender affirmation is stopping your body from doing what it was created to do through dangerous chemicals that, like you said, we used to give to sterilize sex offenders or lopping off your body parts to appear like a sex that you are not, which literally every gene in your body says that you're not that cutting the flesh of your arm off of, of, of little girls so they can make prosthetic or fake flesh penises that they have to pump up. Like that's the destructive ideology that we're dealing with. Yet they think that is gender for affirmation and that we're the radicals and that we're the radicals by saying, no, men are men, women are women. God created human beings as sexed creatures. And the prof- proliferation and the future of humanity literally relies on us understanding that and living according to that binary that God's created. We're the hateful ones. And again, that's because we live in this new sensibility that we must fight back against and push back against whether we're Christian or not Christian. Maybe you just believe that men are men and women are women. You have to be able to stand up and push back. And I, I'm also, Andrew, you had experience at the one rally. I'm, I was looking at the videos and some of the pictures and the testimony that were coming from the different rallies rallies. And I, I, I was struck by the different character of the different rallies, the ones that were primarily Christian, that were primarily led by Christians, were of a much different character than the ones that weren't. Um, and I think that's also something that we have to keep in mind is these these leftists, they, they work and live and they forward their ideas through mid-level aggression. So they're foisting all these dangerous idea ideologies on us. They're getting into our faces, um, yelling and screaming expletives of us. They're calling us all nasty names. They're, they're doing everything that they can provoke us. They're, they're basically standing in our face and poking our fingers to our nose like this and saying, are you going to hit me? Are you going to hit me? Are you going to hit me over and over again to try and get us to react in a way that they then can say, look at these violent extremists. And we have to make sure that we don't take the bait, that we rise above that level of mid-level of aggression. And we say, no, we're going to stand on principle. We're going to love these people. We're going to take their barbs, their slander. We're going to allow them to misspeak and misrepresent us 
but we're not going to react in dangerous ways. So then they can use that to further their agenda. It is, again, peaceful, nonviolent protest that is going to be successful at fighting these crazy Marxist ideologues. So uh, that's, that's just something as I'm looking at these protests, as I'm encouraging more people to do this thing, that's just one word of caution that I want to to. Uh, give to people is just look at January 6th, how that has helped the left grab onto something that has, again, helped them really project that it's not them that are the extremists. It's these people who are opposing their agenda. So we cannot give them the ammunition as Canadians. We cannot play into their hands that way. We have to rise above that and stand on principle as mothers, as fathers, as concerned citizens, as taxpayers to say this sort of radical cultural revolution will not fly in Canada. And I will not be giving my taxpayer money to, to watch kids be indoctrinated into a, a world and life view that will lead to their destruction. And uh, Andrew, I'm so thankful that we get to on the various Liberty Coalition Canada podcasts get to highlight some of the voices of people who are speaking against this ideology. And and Mike, actually, it's going to be coming out on Saturday. He's going to talk to a man by the name of George Carneal, who was um, an ex-gay coming out of the LGBTQ lifestyle, who has been raising the red flag at this is dangerous. This ideology is dangerous. This lifestyle is destructive. He knows firsthand how destructive it is. And then he also talks a little bit about this gender ideology and how destructive it is too. So I would just highlight for people, you're going to want to tune in on Saturday when when Mike talks to George Carneal about these things because he has the insider scoop on how destructive these ideologies are so if we really want to love each other if we really want to love our neighbors as ourselves we're going to say hey repent believe in the lord jesus christ live according to god's standards and norms for society because they're life-giving they lead to the flourishing of human beings and and a denial of those things only leads to death, destruction and decay. So that's what I would encourage people to think of. And again, don't take the bait. Don't raise to the, rise to their level, rise above it. Um and but by all means go out, protest, speak up, fight back, but in a peaceful, loving manner regardless of what they say to you or or the disrespect that they show to you. That is absolutely crucial for us to to maintain few things as we wrap up the program today first of all the reason why we're so strong with our language the reason why we say things that are contentious or that appear to be inflammatory is because compelled not just with a desire to honor christ but also to love and care for young ones who are being marched with smiles and rainbows to their destruction, we are calling out and crying out for them to be saved from that. It's the same reason why you have men outside of abortion mills pleading and crying and calling with loud, bold voices that men and women would not go in and have their babies murdered and handed over to Molech. So we can't go about that with a soft-spoken, uber-gentle tiptoeing. Because when children are being led to destruction, when children are being brought to a worldview 
that will devastate them for the rest of their lives. Sometimes it requires strong, loud, offensive, and aggressive language in order to save them. This is what the scriptures command us to do. We're commanded to actually cry out against those being led to the slaughter. And, and when you say offensive, you don't mean offensive to God's standards. You 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 mean offensive to the sensibilities to of their man. worldview, yes. right? Yeah. And so that's why if people ask, why is it that we're not hateful? We're not being hateful. That's that is a that is a misnomer. That is a mischaracterization. That is a caricature. There is nothing hateful about saying, please don't bring your child to something that is that promotes a worldview that will lead to their sterilization. That's loving. So that's the first thing. And the second thing I'll say is this is why you cannot have a Christ-less conservatism and you cannot have a Christ-less freedom movement. There was a discussion I had with, with a man there in Peterborough who was one of the counter-protesters. And the discussion we had was we all want to teach our kids what's right and wrong, but who gets to hold the rule book? Who gets to define and determine what right and wrong are? And obviously we can't let people express themselves and have self-determination without any boundaries. We all agree at some point you step in and say, you can't be allowed to say that. You can't be allowed to corrupt the minds of young people with this kind of thinking. The problem is when I pressed him about where those lines are drawn, he had no answer other than myself or what we agree upon as a society, which is shifting and totally subjective. The only way that you can have a consistent foundation for freedom and truth is if it's grounded upon Christ. And there are people in the freedom movement that don't like to hear this and they disagree with us on this, and that's fine, but they're wrong. If you ground it on preference, even if you ground it on cultural norms, even on our legal system, which can have seismic shifts in itself, you're grounding it upon something that is subjective and can be altered. The only way you can actually fight for freedom and liberty and push a kind of conservatism that leads to the flourishing and the well-being of people is if you ground it on Christ. And that's why we exist. We exist to say to people, if it is not founded upon the truth of the word of God, it is shifting, there are shadows, it is fleeting, and you have no justification. God holds the rule book. He is the one, as you've already said, Matt, he's created and he determines not just what the world is, but how the world works. And our job is to proclaim to people, here are God's standards, here is God's truth for the sake of your life and your soul and your well-being and that of your children. Turn to Christ and line your lives up with his law and his commands and his order, and it will always be for your best and for your good. Absolutely. I cannot think of a better way to end the program than those words, Andrew. So thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you, listeners, viewers, for tuning in. We really appreciate you giving us so much of your time. Please, if you would... Be patrons of our various sponsors. They are the same people who are fighting alongside us 
to this freedom uh, to to see freedom and liberty flourish in Canada and promote this freedom movement. So we have to be supporting those who are in this fight with us, and that includes good businesses like Resistance Coffee, who are making a great product as well. So you don't have to just drink swill. You know, you, we're not we're not saying drink bad coffee to promote mm. freedom. We're saying. Drink good coffee. Drink a cup freedom. of delicious freedom fuel to help you fight align, tyrants. Align your values with good businesses that you want to be partnered with and invest with those who have a biblical worldview who are going to bring that to the financial realm. So we need to all band together. We need to understand that there is a crazy, radical, cultural, revolutionary Marxist revolution taking place. And those who are not on board with that need to be co-belligerents together. But we need to do it in a respectful manner. We need to rise above. And ultimately, we would say, as, as Andrew said, you need Christ if you're actually going to truly stand on principle in these matters. So that's why we exist. Again, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Reach out to us. If you want to hear your question responded to on air, mailbag question in the in the title and then we will know that you want to interact with us live on the podcast we want to hear from you so libertycoalitioncanada.com you can check out all our stuff and info at libertycoalitioncanada.com you can reach out to us directly and as we say at the end of every program for freedom christ has set you free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery galatians 5 1 godspeed Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.libertycoalitioncanada.com.